This is Barry Zelma speaking for Claim School Incorporated's newsletter, Zelma's Insurance Fraud Letter for December 15, 2022. This, Volume 26, Number 24, the 26th year ending today, December 15, 2022, Wishing you a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, and may the winter solstice be peaceful and mild. And as I do every year at this time, Zalma's Insurance Fraud Letter publishes a Christmas fable of fraud. The story that follows is fiction-based in part on a true case worked on by me. Any similarity to real people is unintentional. It is meant only to educate fraud professionals about how some unscrupulous people use the crime of insurance fraud for fun and profit during the Christmas season. Raymond Alexander had no religion. He cared only for himself and the money he could take from good-hearted people. Raymond loved the Christmas season. The Marks were in such a kind and giving mood. It wasn't even work to take their money. The rest of the story is available at the link for the full edition in Adobe PDF format of Zalma's Insurance Fraud Letter for December 15, 2022. In addition, there's an article on an English solicitor who was jailed for 12 years after private prosecution for fraud, something that can be done in the United Kingdom where a victim can prosecute criminally a fraudster. Stephen Jones, 63, a senior partner at the London firm Gyre House Partners, pleaded guilty at Southwark Crown Court to two counts of fraud by abuse of his position of trust as a solicitor, that's a a lawyer who doesn't try cases, in relation to money intended to be used by his clients to buy a Scottish castle. Sentencing Jones at Southwark Crown Court, Judge Martin Griffith said, He had acted with rank dishonesty and caused immense damage. The judge said that Jones's conduct was obviously prosecutable and crying out for prosecution that the police and the Crown Prosecution Service had left for the private prosecutor to conduct. You can also read the full story on the PDF with the link on the blog. Then I publish an editorial, which includes my anti-fraud resolutions. And in 2009, Ziffel posted an editorial with New Year's resolutions for every person involved in the business of insurance. I repeat it again with some modification and additions in this issue and add some thoughts for 2023. Insurance fraud of all types continues to grow to epidemic levels. It is perpetrated by people of every race, religion, national origin, financial situation, sexual orientation, age, 
or physical condition. You can read the full list of my resolutions at the newsletter at the link set forth in the Ziffle for 15-2022. I also add an article on how to defeat insurance fraud, which is really a link to the article I wrote for the CPCU Society's Insights magazine. In that article, I note that the preponderance of attempted insurance fraud is both staggering and costly, but perhaps even more startling, and certainly more avoidable, is the often muted response to such crime. The Coalition Against Insurance Fraud estimates that insurance fraud costs the industry more than $308 billion a year. No one knows the full amount because the most insurance fraud attempts succeed. You can read the full article at CPCU Insights with the link on this blog post. Then I report on good news from the Coalition Against Insurance Fraud, which includes multiple stories of convictions for insurance fraud, including the first, a story where the claimant contends that his client duped me. A banker desperately contended in court after helping disbarred personal injury attorney Alex Murtaugh steal money from insurance settlements of clients in South Carolina. Russell Lafitte was convicted anyway. He was CEO of Palmetto State Bank and the embattled Murdaugh's personal banker. Lafitte loaned Murdaugh and himself money stolen from the insurance settlements, diverting the money from personal injury or death cases. Lafitte lied in court that he had just followed the instructions of one of his biggest clients who lied to and manipulated him except that Murdoch gave Lafitte checks written to the bank instead of clients. This allowed Murdoch to divert the client's insurance funds to others to whom he owed money, his law firm, clients he cheated, or family members. Lafitte was convicted and could spend decades in federal prison when sentenced. Murdoch, the scion of a prominent legal family in South Carolina, has been disbarred and is under arrest. You can read the full article at the, and the full newsletter at the link on the blog. Next, we speak about a Florida session agenda that calls for claims process changes and more oversight of insurers. Florida legislative leaders, working with the proclamation from Senator, Senate President Kathleen Pasidomo and House Speaker Paul Renner, noted that the five-day special session of the Florida legislature will consider ways to reduce the cost of property insurance claims litigation, improve the availability of insurance, limit assignment of benefits agreements, and reduce the size of the state-created Citizens Property Insurance Corporation. 
You can read the full article at the newsletter with the link set forth in the blog. Next, we speak about a suspended Florida Claims Center lawyer who agreed to interim probation. In the article, we note that Jennifer Perez, a partner with the Gauthier, Murphy, and Houtaling law firm, agreed to the terms of an interim probation imposed by the Florida Bar, according to court records. She closed down the tent and trailer that the firm had set up in the parking lot of a defunct North Fort Myers motel and agreed to provide the bar with a copy of a signed lease agreement for the law firm's Florida office. Perez, a Florida lawyer whose law license was suspended, after setting up a mobile claim center near Fort Myers, is now able to resume the practice of law under the terms of an agreement she reached with the Florida Bar. Read the full article and the full Zalma's Insurance Fraud Letter at the link in the blog posting. Then we list many health insurance fraud convictions where the United States Justice Department appears to be actively seeking the conviction of multiple health care providers who have violated the law and are stealing money from insurance entities created by the United States rather than from insurance companies who are independent of the United States. One of those articles deal with a settlement against the Contra Costa, California facility resolving allegations of patient abuse and neglect. For example, San Miguel Villa subjected its patients to poor care due to understaffing and effectively rendered a number of its services useless. The settlement amounted to a total of $2.3 million, with California alone receiving $1.2 million. California secured the st settlement against the Contra Costa Skilled Nursing Facility, resolving allegations of understaffing and patient abuse and neglect. The settlement resolves claims that for five years, corporate profits should never be placed above patient needs and care. Every patient is entitled to humane care, and skilled nursing facilities should always have the appropriate level of staffing to ensure this standard of dignity is met. This article and the dozens of convictions reported under it is available free at the PDF, available from the link in the blog posting. Then there's an article about other insurance fraud convictions, other insurance frauds rather than health insurance fraud, including a person found guilty of insurance, life insurance fraud in the United Kingdom. Daniel Bonnet, a man living in Coventry, United Kingdom, was sentenced to three years imprisonment after fraudulently trying to claim £520,000 in life insurance payments 
after his brother died from COVID-19. Just eight days after his brother died in hospital in Romania, on July 8, 2020, 30-year-old Daniel Bente took out four different life insurance policies in his brother's name between July 16 and 21. The City of London Police Insurance Fraud Enforcement Department said Bennett provided fake death certificates to the insurance companies with different dates of death between November 20, 2020 to January 2021 to try and claim the settlements. The full story is available in the newsletter PDF, which is available from the link set forth above. Then we note that the Coalition Against Insurance Fraud has published its Hall of Shame for 2022, with the first on the list of 10 evil fraudsters, describes how a dentist killed his wife while on safari. A rich and unscrewed Scrupulous Pennsylvania dentist planned to murder his wife during a safari trip in Africa without her having a clue. Such a nice husband indeed. Why, you ask? Take a wild guess. If you thought money, then you are correct. It was silly, since he really did not need a $5 million insurance payment. But the loving husband premeditated his cover plan was that they were hunting a lep leopard in Kafu National Park in 2016 so his wife could attain her goal of shooting a leopard. She didn't. He was not the husband of the year. He murdered his wife and attempted to collect on a $5 million life insurance policy, although he was already rich. This video was adapted from Zalma's Insurance Fraud Letter for December 15, 2022, which is available free to anyone who clicks on the URL zalma.com slash blog and who downloads the full newsletter, which is available in PDF format from the links in the newsletter and in this blog posting. If you found this video to be interesting or useful to you and the newsletter to be interesting and useful, please tell your colleagues so that they can subscribe to the newsletter to receive it twice a month and so they can subscribe to my blog posting where they can receive a blog at least once every week, five days a week, sometimes more than five a week, and also subscribe to my videos at youtube.com and at rumble.com. Thank you for your attention.